God morning, you woke up, you're breathing. Thank him, praise him, worship him, and pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. It's a daily podcast. And today, we're dedicating the podcast to Black people. In the United States, it's Black History Month. And God knows Black people have gone through a lot. And the world knows that Black people have a lot of faith. So may God continue to bless and keep all people, but especially Black people. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, your word tells me that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Make me a faithful steward of the gifts you have given me and let me share those gifts generously with others today and every day that I live. Amen. Prayer is powerful. It's a powerful tool that you can use to change your world and change yourself. Listeners, God hears every prayer and responds in his own way and according to his own timetable. When you make a habit of consulting him about everything, he will guide you along a path of his choosing, of course, which, by the way, is always the path you should take. And when you petition him for strength, he will give you the courage to face any problem and the power to meet any challenge. Today, instead of turning things over in your mind, turn them over to God in prayer. Take your concerns to the Lord and leave them there. Your Heavenly Father is listening and he does want to hear from you right now. Pray with me. Dear Lord, your holy word commands me to pray without ceasing. In all things, great and small, at all times, whether happy or sad, let me seek your wisdom and your strength in prayer. Amen. And if you haven't seen any of God's miracles lately, you haven't been looking. Throughout the history, the Creator has intervened in the course of human events in ways that cannot be explained by science or human rationale. And He is still doing so today. Listeners, God's miracles are not limited to special occasions nor are they witnessed by a select select few. God is crafting his wonders all around us. The miracle of birth of a new baby, 
the miracle of a world renewing itself with every sunrise, the miracle of lives transformed by God's love and grace. Each day, every day, God's handiwork is evident for all to see and experience. So today, seize the opportunity to inspect God's handiwork. His miracles come in a variety of shapes and sizes. So keep your eyes and your heart open and you will be amazed. Amen. Pray with me. Dear God, nothing is impossible for you. When I lose hope, give me faith. When I, when others lose hope, let me tell them of your glory and your works. Today, Lord, let me expect the miraculous. Oh, yeah. And let me continue to trust in you. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. I got a cough. <laughs> And now from hope for each day. Luke chapter 17, verse 21. The kingdom of God is within you. Too many people think that God is to be found by looking within their own minds and souls. And they often cite these words of Jesus in support of their claim. The kingdom of God is within you. Jesus, however, wasn't teaching that God is within us and that all we need to do is look inward to find God. Instead, Jesus was talking to people who believed that the Messiah would establish an earthly political kingdom and that Jesus said himself that wasn't his goal. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. His goal was to rule the hearts of men and women. And that is exactly what happens when we give our life to Christ. When we turn to him in repentance and faith, he cleanses us of our sins. He comes to live within us by his Holy Spirit. And once that happens... He begins to rule our lives. In other words, he sets up his kingdom, his rule within us. It is called ruling in your heart. More and more each day, may your life clearly reflect the Christ kingship over every area of your life. Amen. The power of touch. Mark chapter 1 verse 41 says, Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. As was the custom of the day, the man afflicted with leprosy would call out, Unclean! Unclean! to warn the people of his presence 
so they could avoid him. Who knows how long it had been since he had experienced a human touch, a warm embrace, an encouraging pat on the back, a friendly handshake. It might have been months. It might have been years. Jesus knew the man needed relief from this disease, but before Jesus dealt with his skin, he healed the man's emotional pain. Jesus reached out and touched him. Can you imagine how that leper felt when someone actually touched him? By touching him, Jesus freed him from his leprosy. Jesus was teaching us by example, listeners, that often the best way to help the oppressed, to help the sick, and to help the poor is to touch them with our compassion. Jesus had compassion on people and we should have compassion too. Today, who will you touch literally as well as figuratively in the name of Christ Jesus? Amen. Nowhere does the Bible teach that Christians are exempt from tribulation or natural disaster. We live in a world infected with disease, a world infected with sin, and we share in its misery and pain. But the, di- but the Bible does teach us that we can face trials with a power that others do not have and that is the power of God. As we trust him, listeners, God helps us endure and even discern his purposes in the midst of suffering. The eagle has the unique ability to lock its joints and soar effortlessly on an updraft instead of flopping its wings. As we wait on God, he helps us use the winds of adversity to soar above our problems. And as the Bible says, those who wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. Amen. We are meant to live a joyful life. Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Listeners, when our hearts are surrendered totally to the will of God, then we delight in seeing Him use us in any way that He pleases. Our plans and desires begin to agree with His, and we accept His direction in our lives. Our sense of joy, our satisfaction, 
Our fulfillment in life increases no matter what the circumstances, if we are in the center of God's will. Let me repeat that. Our sense of joy, our satisfaction, our fulfillment in life increases no matter what the circumstances, if we are in the center of God's will. The Christian life is a joyful life. Christianity was never meant to be something to make people miserable. The ministry of Jesus Christ was one of joy. And the Bible teaches that a life of inward peace and outward victory is a Christian's birthright. What a world this would be if Christians were more evidently happy people. Joy is one of the marks of a true believer. Will others see the joy of Christ in your life today? Make sure they do. Amen. We'll be right back. We've got more prayers, lots and lots of more prayers. Stay right there. Trust in God day by day tells us to always remember that he chose you. John chapter 15 verse 4 says, Dwell in me and I dwell in you. Live in me and I live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from me, you can do nothing. Wow. How can God use me? God finally showed me that my constant victory was dependent on my constant abiding and leaning on Him. And knowing this truth forces me to lean on Him continually. My need drives me to seek Him and to lean on Him at all times. By God's grace, I finally came to believe that He chose me on purpose. I was not pushed off on the Lord. He chose me. And that's a quote by Nancy Meyer. Listeners, are you trying to change yourself by yourself? You cannot give God glory through your life unless you trust in Him, abide in Him, lean on Him. Just remember, He chose you 
which means he wants to use you. And he is worthy of your praise. Amen. First Corinthians chapter four, verse three says, but it matters very little to me that I should be put on trial by you and that you or any other human tribunal should investigate and question and cross question me. I do not even put myself on trial and judge myself. Are you struggling with other people's judgments and opinions of you? Look at Paul's comment concerning the criticism of others. Some people were, que were questioning Paul's faithfulness. He did not try to defend himself, nor did he become angry. He simply said, I don't care what you think. I don't even judge myself. Paul knew that if he was out of line, God would correct him. So he didn't have to worry about what people thought. And many times in the past, when this passage has been opened, people have soaked it in and they need to trust the power of God's word to deliver them from self-judgment and criticism. It's easy to focus on flaws and it's easy to pick on things that you don't like about yourself. We are not to pass judgment on each other or ourselves. Paul wrote to the Romans, who are you to pass judgment on and censure another's household servant and it is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he shall stand and be upheld for the master, the Lord, because he is mighty to support him and make him stand. Romans 14, 4. Listeners, we stand because Jesus holds us up. And when children learn to walk, their parents are always close by, aren't they? Holding their hands, helping them with their first steps, keeping their balance so that they don't fall and hurt themselves. Well, we stand because our Father supports us and He holds us up. Oh yes, we are upheld by His power by his power and not our own. Encouraging someone and speaking truth into someone's life when God asks you to do so is a healthy and wonderful thing. And it's never right to make a quick dismissive judgment. Our judgments based on external appearances do not have all the information and wisdom that God has. And that's why we need to leave all judgment to him. Amen. Trust in the power of God's word to help you to quit picking on yourself 
and others. Take to heart Paul's words to the Corinthians. I do not care what you think, and I do not even judge myself. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you believe that, raise your hand. Raise your hand. And we'll be right back. Second Samuel chapter 12 verse 18. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. No one wants to be the bearer of bad news. Are we more afraid of hurt feelings or of their response? Will they quietly weep or will they tear the room apart in violent outrage? Sometimes they surprise us as David did his servants. David fasted and wept while his son was sick, praying that the child might live. When he learned that his child had died, he got up and got dressed. Knowing that he would see his son in heaven, he was able to move forward. Psalm 112 verse seven, states that a righteous man shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord always. It is far more kind to deliver sad tidings quickly with gentleness than to wait for the right moment. And there is no good time for bad news. We can remind them to fix their hearts in righteousness as we trust in the Lord and we welcome his embrace. Give us the courage, Lord, 
and the right words, oh God, to bring comfort whenever we have to deliver bad news. And that's from Pray More, Daily Devotions for Courageous Living. And to conclude today's podcast, we're going to let God speak directly to us. And this is from He Whispers Your Name. Whatever stands in your way today, whatever impossibilities you face now or in the future, the odds are not against you because I am on your side. I stand with you and will not be moved, so you shouldn't either. Your sources and security may be crumbling down around you, but my resources, strength, and power know no bounds. I do the impossible, so be assured that I will strengthen your hope. Rest assured that I will provide for you in ways that you cannot imagine when you face the many challenges of life. In the midst of all the uncertainty and the seemingly insurmountable circumstances you face, simply remain in a place of praise. Worship through your victory. Worship through your worry. Soon you will realize that I have given you the victory. I've been working all along even though you couldn't hear or couldn't see me. My hand. My heart. You learn that you can trust me. Your triumph through your troubles is already prearranged. Your faith just needs to believe that it is. Doubt never brings about deliverance, but defeat. Trusting completely in me at all times, in all ways, no matter what, will always overcome any obstacle. Have faith. Get up and walk into the victory I have given you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those words. Judges chapter 7 verse 15 says, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory. Have a great day today, listeners. You've been given the victory. Go and do your thing. Show the world whose you are. Walk proudly. And come back tomorrow so we can pray some more. We just got these blessings started. Bye for now.